Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 140. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of help i got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and i'm chris biting and of course this is the podcast where we come here each and every week to talk about apple related products and i am so delighted chris to know that we're going to talk a little bit this week about the mac platform itself i know holy cow holy we actually cow. get the we actually get to talk about things that are in the title of our show. Exactly. So anyway, let's get started right away. And I think that probably the best way to start things off, if you don't mind, is to turn immediately to somebody who says, <clears throat> not only help I got a Mac, but help I need a Mac. Hi, this is Chrissy from Long Island, and I'm calling for Cliff and Chris at Help I Got a Mac, because help, I need a Mac. I currently have a two and a half year old XP machine that is in okay shape, not bad shape, but okay. Um, but I'm just, I'm sick of Windows and I'm ready to go to the Mac. I was hoping to wait until next spring, but I just don't think I can wait that long. So if I have the money, I will be buying it sooner, I think. Um, I'm looking at the 13-inch MacBook Pro and getting the larger hard drive, so that would be a 500 gigabytes, because I have a lot of pictures, I have about 50 gigabytes of pictures already in that is growing rapidly and I have 25 gigabytes of music which is growing not quite so rapidly um, for the computer I do you know regular surfing the internet and I do some light board processing and I do some light video um, not video light photo editing so um, nothing too heavy-duty but more than the average person and I was wondering if you thought the MacBook Pro was a good option for me um, and also I was wondering if one of these days you could do a like a top 10 tips for the XP to Mac mover or transitioner um, and I'll be needing that when I get that so um, that's it uh, just wondering what you thought about that I did hear that they may be announcing new MacBook Pro line or MacBook line so wondering if you think it would be better to wait or to wait and get a new one or wait and get an old one at a cheaper price. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right, Chrissy, thank you so much for calling in. And I am always delighted when I hear somebody who says, I'm getting pretty sick and tired of Windows. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's music to my ears. Yes. So I think probably before we answer her question, well, let's talk about the next story that we have here, which is the next event is going back to the Mac. Yes. And of course, it says in uh, Mashable, they reported, following recent events focused on iOS, the iPhone, and the iPod, and iTunes, Apple's next media event will shift the focus back to the Mac. The event will be held on October 20th, 2010 in Cupertino, which I think is just next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So we'll have something new to talk about next week, even. I know. It's awesome. Uh, It's like they know. And, of course, they sent out an invitation. If you look at the invitation that they sent out that's available online there at Mashable or wherever you go, uh, it it basically um, has a feel that they're going to talk about the new laptops and maybe even the new operating system because it's got like an aluminum finish on it, uh, on the the look and feel of the invitation. And then 
uh, the Apple logo kind of opens up and you can see behind it a lion. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Now, as far as laptops are concerned um, for this announcement, the only thing that they're really, really banking on, this is John Gruber from Daring Fireball, who I, I read every day. Um, they're only thinking possibly we may see a new uh, MacBook Air, which really does need an update if they're going to keep running with it. So um, I don't think we're going to get an update to the MacBook Pro or the MacBook at any time because they already updated those uh, a few months ago. So yeah, I think we'll. I think they did that this past summer. Um, so we're probably not going to see an update for that. But yeah, uh, we're going to definitely see 10.7, or maybe even they'll they'll say. Well, actually, they may say this is the last version of of OS 10 proper. Uh, and then go with, you know, OS 11 or something. Because OS 10 uh, debuted about 10 years ago. And uh, they said, they, you know, this was going to be the platform for the next 10 years. So hmm. we'll see. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I, I always love a brand new, fresh uh, OS. So see, and this I, is... I don't. <laughs> I, I, I hate them like the plague. Love it. Hate I love em. it. Hate them like I, the plague, man. Get, if I can get the beta, I would. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to break all your screen flow junk and you won't be able to do any of your work anymore. Eh, then eh. I'll just scroll back. You'll scroll back. But yeah, uh, yeah we're, we're definitely going to see Wednesday. Um, maybe they'll live stream it again. That would be super awesome. I doubt it, but you know, one can hope. If not, I'll be watching uh, you know, like GDGT and Engadget's uh, live blog coverage. So going back to Chrissy's question then, um, should she wait a week? I-, I would say definitely wait a week just to hear what might possibly be announced. Yeah, wait a week. Um, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I don't think there's going to be anything new, but I'd wait a week and then here's what I would do. If you've got an Apple store, you know, that's fine. You can go into there. I would order it from apple.com and I would order it from the refurb section uh, because you can get more computer for a cheaper price. Uh, you can get 15% off a, a brand new 13 inch MacBook Pro. And I'm wondering if she even needs a MacBook Pro after listening to what she needed. She might only need a MacBook, which starts at $1,000. I would still go MacBook Pro. Really? Yeah, just that extra processing power. Absolutely. The the 13-inch has the same processor as the MacBook. Does it? Mm Mm-hmm. So what's the difference between the two then? Uh, Good question. I know she wants the additional storage space. She wants at least the 500 gigs. Yeah, you can get a... I think you can get a 500 gig. Yeah, you can get a 500 gig on this one. So what's the difference between the Pro? The difference is, is you can go up to 8 gigs of RAM on the MacBook Pro. That's one of the big differences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the, the low end specs on both of them are the exact same, what, same processor is, is the, is the smallest MacBook, is it aluminum now? Uh, the, the MacBook pro, no, the, the, MacBook? The, 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 MacBook. the MacBook is still the polycarbonate plastic. Yeah. yeah go, go with the aluminum. I, I tell you, I have the polycarbonate plastic in it and it, and it gets ugly after you use it for, you know, eight or nine months. I would still go to the refurb store. You yeah. still save some money. The warranty's the same. It looks, you know, they put it in a brand new case. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, now, the only thing is you can't upgrade the hard drive. You know, it comes with the stock hard drive. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Now, the other option is if you just want a laptop because you think you're going to use it, like, you know, on the couch or something, mm-hmm. I would say don't get a laptop. Why was Because you get more machine for a cheaper price if you like an iMac. Yeah. Yeah. It, matter of fact, I, I, I definitely say that I, it, I am completely sold on the fact that to get the, you know, the full Mac experience, I really like having a desktop. Now, the only thing I will say to that is if you, um, you know, if you do get a, 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 the laptop, a MacBook Pro, 
I would suggest getting, you know, something like a 21 inch um, widescreen, widescreen monitor at the, you know, minimum or even a 23 inch and putting that on your desk and get the key, the, you know, the Bluetooth uh, magic mouse and uh, Bluetooth keyboard. And I I still like the wired keyboard because I like to hook my devices up to the keyboard. Yeah, I know you like to do that, but, um, you know, that's fine. That's cool. I I like the wireless, but uh, I like having the number pad, too. Yeah. The uh the thing is though is is I I I I just don't find that I I didn't find I had the MacBook forever before you know and trying to be going from a PC user to the Mac user on such a tiny screen with you know it it I found it very limiting and the one you know the one time that I did find that I was using it is when I actually did um hook it up to a, an external monitor keyboard and mouse and stuff like that. But I was still trying to be, you know, you know, portable with it and plugging it in and out and all that other stuff. It just got to be too much for me to deal with. It wasn't yeah. until I had a stationary desktop iMac in front of me, specifically the 27-inch, and I'm telling you, it, it sold me. I, 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 I've been a Mac snob ever since. Yeah, yeah. If, if I knew that I would be doing working, you know, if I knew I'd be working from home as much as I am now... Um, I would definitely get a, you know, my next computer, uh, whenever I get one, will probably be, you know, the top of the line iMac at 27 inch with all the, with all the fixings, just because I'm here at my desk 99% of the time. And, you know, I'll probably keep my laptop. So if I have to hit the road or something, but I really, you know, I'm getting ready to go to a meeting today. I'm not taking my laptop. I'm taking my iPad. Yep. So there's no, there's no need for me to, to take my laptop. Yeah. You know, all I'm going to do is take notes. Well, the thing is, now Chrissy uh, probably is going to be a little bit more mobile than than definitely I am. So don't let me steer you in that direction. If you're looking at a Mac, if you're looking at a laptop, I still think the MacBook Pro, the the smallest MacBook Pro, is probably going to be what I would recommend. I don't like. You know the, what? I do it. Okay. I have the 13 inch MacBook Pro, and I do way high end stuff on it. Yeah, you know, a lot of After Effects, a lot of Premiere, you know, all that kind of. It takes a little longer. You know, I, I would be a lot faster than iMac or a Mac Pro. But, uh, you know, it does good. I, I have a boot camp on it. I play games on the Windows side and, you know, life's good. Yep. And uh, as far as tips, uh, what we're going to do, Chrissy, is I, I encourage you to get the get the new system. And when you get it, when you experience some things that you're used to doing on your PC that you can't figure out how to do on your Mac, that's when I would uh, tell you to call in and ask specific questions but here are a couple tips first and foremost when you switch over to the mac and you want to do undo copy and paste that instead of being control z control x and control z and control v uh it's going to be command it's going to be the little um command key and so that's command x for cut uh command c for copy command v for paste that takes just a little bit to get used to but once you do it eventually come becomes okay and and it's weird i don't even think about it but when i'm on a pc i immediately switch i mean i don't think about it but i immediately do the control c and when i'm in front of a mac i immediately do the command it, it's just natural for me now when i when i switch over to windows i still do command do you <laughs> but but what's funny is uh, at least in parallels and stuff that's that's fully supported yeah, so it, it's smart enough to know. Um, now, um, oh, I just had a, I just had a good idea, and I, I totally lost it. Well, while I just lost it. While you're thinking of it, um, another thing is, if especially if you're getting the MacBook, the, the okay, big, I remember now. the the big uh, the MacBook Pro, Pro or any of the laptops, 
you're going to have a touchpad. And the one thing that I would certainly do is go into preferences, then into the trackpad and turn on the double finger tap. Um, and so oh, where it's the, it makes it the right click. Yes. Yeah, so basically, if you put two fingers, if you just tap two fingers um, one time, it'll it's it's the same as doing a a, a right click. And it, it's out of this world. I love it. Now, if you're one of those people who, like me, who hate the fact if you just lightly touch your trackpad, it registers as a click, you can turn that on or off. And actually, the whole trackpad is clickable, so you can press down on, on the glass trackpad itself, and it'll, you know, you know, it'll make that nice, that nice tactile clicky click. Uh, someone just asked in the chat room, does Mac offer 3.0 U, uh, USB ports yet? And the answer is no, not yet. On the Mac Pro, you can buy an expansion card to put in 3.0 um, ports if you want to. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, and this is something that it kind of took me a little while to wrap my brain around as a new Mac user. On Windows, let's say you have a you know Internet Explorer or whatever open, and you close the window, it closes the program, um, yeah. and you can run multiple versions of the program. On a Mac, when you close the window, it still keeps the program running in your dock. So when you go down to the bottom of your screen in the dock, you're going to notice that your icons have a little white dot underneath of them. What that white dot means is that the program is still running. So if I, let's say I have iTunes open right now and I close the iTunes window, I go down to my dock. iTunes is still running. It's just the window is now gone, which, you know, it, it's different, you know, but what's nice is I can just click iTunes and it instantly pops back up. Um, if you want to close the program, you can either, you, what you can do is you go down to the dock and you click and hold for a second and all the other windows disappear and you'll see a little pop-up box above it that says quit hide or options. You just go over to quit, let go of the button, and it quits. Nice. Or you can right click. It's just right click, you know, you'll yeah. you'll get used to a right click by doing the two finger click. But yeah. you can do a lot of stuff uh just by clicking and holding. Yeah. And and there and I will tell you for for anybody who's switching from the PC to the Mac, as soon as you get it, you're you're very at least for me, and and I know that this has been the same for a lot of people I've talked to. Uh, you get really excited for about two weeks about the new system. You get really frustrated for about three to four weeks with all the things that are different. And you're like, but why can't I just hit the, the button, the green button, and it expands to the entire page, you know, and, and things that you're used to with the maximize button. It, just little quirky things uh, will become a little bit frustrating. But over time, uh, I guess you'll you'll come to the place where you'll understand it's like, okay, well, these are some of the limitations compared to what I've been used to being able to do. But I will say that um, I was a very critical person of those limitations. And today, I'm in, I, I still see them as limitations. I, I still call them limitations. But I will tell you, the Mac platform is far superior. And I yeah. absolutely love it. And and you'll you'll learn these keyboard shortcuts real quick. You know how you used to be able to go uh, Alt Tab, and you could see all your open applications. If you just move your finger over from Alt to Command and Tab, you can you can bring up the App Switcher. Uh, you know, learning things like Finder. Finder is equal to kind of Windows Explorer. You know, you can look through uh, all your file folders and things like that. And uh, if you, if you do have an Apple Store close to you. I do recommend you get you do a couple things. One is get uh, personal get uh, or you know, do a personal shopping appointment. Uh, the store is so busy and it's so overwhelming when you first walk in there that you're like, man, how am I ever going to get helped? If you do a personal shopping appointment, you set your appointment, you know, like on a Saturday at like two o'clock, which is probably super busy at that time. 
Uh, you walk in, you say your name, you get a dedicated um, Mac specialist with you for an hour to spend time with you on answering any kind of questions you have about your purchase. Um, you know, you don't need, you, then there's no obligation to buy that day. You can just go in, talk to the person, learn all you can about the Mac and then decide if you want to get it or not. And then there's other things you can get. You get training, which I think is $99 for a year and you get one one-on-one training class a week and they will ramp you up and you'll be a Mac expert in no time. So those are things to kind of think about, uh, especially if you have an Apple store in town. Absolutely. Well, hopefully that'll help you out there, Chrissy. And, uh, you know, like I said, we look forward to hearing from you again. You know how to send in audio feedback for sure. And, and we'll be here to help you out. And not only that, but the, the coolest thing about the Mac, you have the most amazing community of people who are willing to help you. It is, it is definitely awesome. Exactly. All right. Um, new piece of software that I am running on my Mac uh, is called Sparrow Gmail app. Uh, it's the Sparrow Gmail or Google Mail application. Have you heard about this? I do. I, I have it on my computer, and I launched it, and then I and I quit and I quit out of it. <laughs> right. For a couple reasons. It's not that mature yet. It's not. Uh, but it's a definitely a new a new way of looking at email. Right. Uh, well, basically, for those of you who have been using for, um, uh, if you've been using the Windows side, you know that it comes automatically with uh, Outlook Express. And of course, on the mail, there's the whole mail application. And, and you have to go in and you have to set up um, you know, that whole account to, to work with your Google account, either via IMAP or whatever the case may be. Well, Google, this the Sparrow uh, mail app is built for the Mac and you pretty much just put in your login with your Google username and password and it immediately is set up. You don't have to go through very much setup. The reason why I like this uh, is two reasons. I don't, I've discovered that I despise multi-user sign-on right now until I can actually get everything out of Gmail and moved over to cliff at ravenscraft.org. Uh, until right. then, I will not use um, multi-user sign-on because every time I want to go into like FeedBurner, it's like, do you want to log out over here? And and as soon as I log into FeedBurner, if I go back to my calendar, it's showing me a calendar for my Gmail. It, it's it's crazy. It's nuts. So anyway, I don't like to use. And I I was actually tr- every time I wanted to go in and look at feedback at gspn.tv, every time I wanted to log into that email account, um, I would open up another browser. So now I can use Sparrow to actually pull it up and easily pull down and open up all the emails, all the audio attachments that come in for voice feedback. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. But here's the main reason I like it, is with using a web-based email client, when I would clip, click on a hyperlink, a mail to link, it would try to open up um, the mail app on, on my Mac, and I didn't have it set right. up. <clears throat> and I didn't want to set it up. So I didn't want a local version of all that stuff. I just wanted to be able to click a link, hyperlink, have it pull up my Gmail, and boom, go. And of course, now I can actually send messages from my Google account. Uh, anytime I click on an email, it's just going to pull up the Sparrow app, and and it's going to go. So I I, I kind of like it. I don't. I definitely don't see myself using it very often, but pretty much just on Thursdays when I go to check out um, what's in the voice feedback hotline email inbox. Yeah, there's. I I I need more than that. Um, I use folders and smart folders and all sorts. Of, I kind of have things automatically filtered and 
I, I do a lot of I do a lot of kung fu on my email. Yeah. Uh, to get it, you know, so I have everything there that I need and important stuff at the top and all that kind of stuff and you know stuff that it, it's kind of like the priority inbox, but I kind of do it with smart folders and stuff. Yep. I can almost teach a class on this. Uh, Sparrow doesn't allow me to see folders or labels as the as as Gmail calls it yet. As soon as they do that, I, I might give it a second look because I I put a lot I archive a lot of mail uh, because I've had clients go back, you know, and say, you know, last year when we talked about this or that, uh, what was the, you know, what did we do there? And there's been a couple of times where I've had the reference back and, uh, I've been burnt. So now I kind of save a lot of my stuff. Um, you know, I keep it a, a six months, nine months to a year, you know, really? on really? Gmail just because there's, oh yeah. Oh but yeah. No, well, no, no, no. The question, how'd you get burned? I mean, don't you archive everything? No, my email. It Seriously? stays on the server. No, yeah. I, mean, I know, but it's all it's all on the server. So I mean, how how did you get burned? I mean, you can always. I mean, I can go back to when was Gmail launched? Do you remember what year that was? Two thousand four. I can go. I can right now. You tell me. You you give me the subject of what you sent me an email. Well, of course, we didn't know each other back in two thousand four. But if we did, well, I ran out of room in my Gmail. Ah, see, that's your problem. <laughs> I have people sending it. I I have people that I cannot how do get you away run from out them of your using mail it and. Gmail. I have I think, people yeah. send me giant files. Well, yeah. Well, just, I don't know why. I can't train them to not do that. Well, the, you just need basically that. That's very easy to do, fix, so that you can archive. You basically just go and download those big chunky files and and archive those and delete those off of your Gmail system. Gosh, you delete you know a couple you know ten megabyte files and you've freed up a ton of space for your email. Thing is, I don't have time to go back through you know six thousand emails. It's real simple. I because I, I just did this. I was at ninety nine percent of my you know eight gigabyte allotment with uh, Google accounts, and now I'm at forty nine percent. And you know how I did it? I nope. went in and did. Uh, I think it was. Um, I did a search for file type equals or whatever. Um, you know dot wave file type equals dot mp3 file type equals dot mov hmm, that's and, pretty cool yeah you can do and basically it just pulls up a list of all those all of those emails that have attachments of those types and it's real easy to say you know what i definitely know i never will need this or if i do need it i download it put it yeah. in a folder and then delete that off of the system well yeah i i need to start uh doing an offsite backup too i mean i, I back up things to dvd and sure. i have an external hard drive but you know um, but I was going to tell you that there's a program that you might like if you actually really like the Gmail web interface. Uh-huh. There's a program called Mailplane, and you can switch between Gmail accounts. You still have the Gmail interface. If you go to MailplaneApp.com, and uh, you can make Mailplane your default mail client, but it opens up the Gmail web interface. It's really, really, really neat. So you might want to you might want to give that a look. It's like I said, called Mailplane. You can get it at MailplaneApp.com. So I'm gonna right. check that out. I am going to check that out. MailplaneApp.com, and uh, it looks pretty cool. So I, I will definitely be checking that out. In fact, it looks looks to me like a better solution. So so it doesn't you so I can actually sign into multiple accounts without multiple sign on. It's well, it says easily switch between different Gmail accounts. I'm not sure what that entails, but you can download a free trial. So, all right. Well, and I definitely wouldn't say that Sparrow is going to be something I would recommend people use, but I just liked it just because it was it was something that let me get into my feedback without opening up another browser. Which sounds kind of silly when you think about it, because well, aren't you opening up another program instead of a different browser? What's the difference? 
but mm-hmm. there is a difference i think somehow <laughs> i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> all right so i'm putting uh this uh mail plane app into the show notes as well yeah yeah i would definitely uh hey there it is yes cool. it's man who needs sharepoint when you got google docs added a note they, about wh- the okay i i this is totally off topic. When, when did they add live typing to, to docs? Is this new? No, it's been around for a couple months now. It was because this is, they kind of like took the technology from Google wave and put it in the docs, which mm-hmm. is kind of cool. Yeah. It, which is where, which is honestly where it should have been the whole time. No doubt. So in matter of fact, we're talking about Google docs, by the way, and then uh, check over on the right hand side. If I'm not mistaken, we can chat. So chat here. Do, did it pull up and say, hey, Cliff just chatted? Oh, no way. That's awesome. So you can chat <laughs> while you're collaborating on a document. Yeah, and I can see that Eric J. Fisher is in the, in the document, too. So we can chat, collaborate, and listen. Awesome. Anyway. <laughs> I was, love you, Google. <laughs> Chris didn't it's shame, catch that. It's, it's a shame Android isn't as awesome as, as the iPhone. Okay, go ahead. Carry <laughs> you, on. You, you totally missed my vanilla ice. Anyway. Plain text application. Oh, I, I caught it. I caught it. I just oh, chose you did. to ignore it. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, um, the plain text application is something that Eric Fisher told me about. Um, it is. Have you have you heard of this one? No. It's for the iPhone. On. It's for the iPhone and the iPad, and it works with your Dropbox account. And basically, awesome. it becomes a. It's just a. I mean, it, it. The name of the app is it. It is a plain text editor. And it is so cool in that it basically creates a folder in your Dropbox folder called plain text. And if you okay. create if you create a file called anything, let's say, you know, my to do.txt, well, that's a file in your plain text. And you can open it up and add to it, and it's immediately synced into your Dropbox account. And so you can open it up in the plain text app and add to it and take away from it. And no matter, I mean, it's it's basically live syncing. So as soon as you're, as soon as you add something to that document, I mean, it syncs upon yeah. open, it syncs upon file close, it syncs upon everything. So it, it's pretty wild. Wow, it's pretty wild. I like it. That's cool, man. That's the plain text application. Now, by the way, I don't haven't found a use for it yet, but this, uh, and I know <laughs> the, the thing is, I know. It's cool technology, though. Here's the thing. I think it would be great if you wanted to just use like a, a text document as your to-do list. You know what I'm saying? And because and you, you, yeah. you can just uh, copy-paste things into the order that you want. Uh, it, it's a great way, I think, to, because I can actually pull up a text doc, that text document out of my Dropbox on my Mac or on the, uh, you know, the app on the iphone on the ipad yeah it's 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 a cool little thing yeah see for my to-do list and we're going to talk about this next week but i'm probably going to go with epic win yeah yeah so we'll talk about that <laughs> anything next i week. can do to make, make make my chores a game yeah we'll talk about that next week it's pretty sweet sweet next right. topic go ahead windows What's phone 7 tell us about it okay windows phone 7 uh debuted i guess this week you know they, they showed off the 635,000 phones and 200 million carriers that are going to be carrying it. And, uh, you know, personally for me, I like it. I have to give uh, Microsoft uh, some credit in in not doing the grid of apps uh, like, you know, like Android blatantly copied, you know, iPhone and, and you know, uh, 
all that kind of stuff. I have to give them credit that they're not going that route. They're they're kind of putting everything on this on this dashboard where you can just kind of look at the phone and go, okay, I got my these appointments coming up. I got this email. My buddy, you know, Tom just said something to me over Twitter. It's on it's on a little tile right on the right on the home screen. I don't even have to go into the phone. Boom, done. I think that's cool. I'm I'm hoping it kind of catches on and kind of you know makes Apple and 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 Android you know, or Google kind of think about the phone a little different. Uh, But the glaring omission initially was that Mac users were going to not be able to use it at all, really. They couldn't sync anything. Uh, Microsoft just announced sometime this year, Mac users will get the ability to sync Windows 7 devices with their Mac. Uh, Microsoft UK's head of Windows phone marketing, Odin Rand, tweeted that the Windows uh, Phone 7 slash Zoom syncing with Mac is coming soon. Microsoft confirmed later it'll happen this year. They didn't specifically Zoom. They said certain things will be able to sync. Probably, if, if I had to guess, contacts, calendar type stuff, um, and possibly, you know, you could you could sync over like you know undrm'd you know AAC files and and things like that. So, uh, pretty cool for those people who want to have a Windows phone with their Mac. I, I probably wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's it's going to work best with you know Windows Live ID and that kind of stuff. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to use it, you've got that option. Like cool. if your work buys you a Windows Phone Seven, you can take it, uh, you know, and use it on your Mac at home. I'm looking forward to actually seeing the Windows Phone just to see, you know, what functionality is in there and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling that you know it's it just is going to have a hard time living up to the iPhone. Uh, but I really, I believe the Android system is is really coming up. I mean, it's really turning up the heat with the you know the newer phones that are just now coming out. It still feels steel. Steel feels. I used someone's uh, Evo not too long ago, and uh, you know, scrolling around, um, I you know, bring up a web page, and I, I scroll through it, and zoom, you know, pinch the zoom, and and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't feel as smooth yeah. as my iPhone four yet. Yeah. It still feels kind of hacky. You know what I mean? It feels kind of hitchy and chunky a little bit. Yeah. Um. It. it you know, granted that those phones are cool. Uh, you know, I don't know if I'd want to kickstand on a phone, but um. Yeah, I think I, I think that the next three or four years it's going to be very interesting because all the excitement um, on technology is now in the mobile space, and you know, people are saying, oh, you know, Android versus you know iOS is like Mac versus PC, and you know what? Even Mac versus, I still prefer a Mac. So yeah, um, even if even if I don't think it's going to happen, but even if the iPhone and I, other iOS devices become more more niche, more more small, you know what? They're still going to offer a, a very very superior experience, in my opinion. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, one last call for the day, and it is from John about set top boxes. So here's what he said. Hey Cliff. Hey Chris. This is John from Houston calling for help. I got a Mac. Hey guys, just wanted to see um, what your thoughts were about uh, set top boxes. Um, I am currently looking towards uh, purchasing, well actually I have purchased an Apple TV and I have an old Roku, um, not the newest, newest one, but the old, the, the last one that was top of the line. So anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with the dilemma of uh, using those two uh, set-top boxes and just straight out canceling cable instead. Um, kind of seeing uh, Cliff, Chris, are y'all thinking about getting the Apple TV at $99? It seems like a good price point um, as a way of replacing some of the, you know, ABC and uh, ABC and, and Fox shows that I do watch. Um, CBS, I know that Hulu's going to uh, the Roku here pretty soon, and you would think CBS is going to fall suit eventually and go to Hulu. 
but you know, um, just trying to look for a cheaper option. Um, so, yeah, just kind of seeing what your your thoughts were on that, guys. Anyway, hope you're having a great day. Thanks. Bye. All right, Chris, I don't know about you, but... Well, actually, I do know about you. You're an early adopter to these things. You bought one of the original yeah. antique uh, Apple TVs. And I sold it. And you sold <laughs> here's, it. Here's the thing, and this actually kind of ties into the other new, uh, news story that I posted, that Roku has a fantastic box. It's cheaper than the Apple TV. Right now, it does more than the Apple TV. A lot more. It's getting Hulu Plus. Uh, it does... Um, you know, Amazon on demand, which has just as many TV shows and movies and stuff as, as iTunes. And, uh, it has a bunch of other applications like, you know, during baseball season, you can get the MLB and watch all the, all the, all the games and stuff through that. Uh, the problem with Roku was that you could not buy it in the store. You couldn't go to Best Buy or Fry's or anything like that and pick it up. And now you can, uh, they've got the Netgear has rebranded the Roku box. Now it's called the Netgear Roku X. D7J, you know, they, they name these things terribly. But you can go into a store now and buy the Roku box, the top of the line one that's going to support, you know, external devices. So you can hook a hard drive or a keychain drive up to it, you know, to stream, you know, stuff that you've downloaded off, <coughs> off of uh, other sites. Um, so, yeah, right now Roku is the way to go. But as soon as Apple TV opens iOS up for apps, then I'll get an Apple TV in a heartbeat. Yeah, I don't see myself getting a set-top box anytime soon. I, I, I did buy, by the way, uh, Hulu Plus for the iPad. Um, I wanted to be able to grab some stuff there, and, and I'm happy to watch my Netflix and Hulu Plus on my iPad. I personally am going to give the set-top box another year before I make a decision. Now, the thing is, is at $99, at $59... I mean, seriously, it's not it's not a major expense at all. But I just you know I, I you know I, I still have I'm still in Directv for another year. Uh, we switched over from or no we're in uh, Dish Network. We switched over from D- Directv to Dish Network last year, so we're into a contract for one more year with them. Once that's over, I fully intend uh, by this time next year to shut down the satellite, never have cable, and just have a set-top box and have internet TV. But I think a I think lot the, of things I think are the gonna... prices are right now, though. Yeah, the prices are right. Under 100 bucks. But... Under 100 bucks is an impulse buy. But the, the content's not there yet. No, no. It, 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 I want to get Hulu on parity as, as what I can get for free on the website. If, if I can get that, if I, I'm happy with the last five shows from anything. You know, I don't watch TV shows that far back. And I, wanna, I can get the same thing as I could get on Roku, as on uh, Hulu. Yeah. Whoever can give me that first gets my money. But it, but it has to consistently be there the next day, next morning, after it airs. It, I mean, the, the problem with Hulu is that sometimes to me that's not a huge. To me, that's not a huge thing. It is. I don't need to see a show right away for me. Yeah, that's it, just me though. It's huge for me. Anyway. Folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. We want to thank you for being a GSPN.TV Plus member. That's uh, what makes all of this content here at GSPN.TV available to you guys. And, of course, we want to give you an urging invitation to give us a call on our voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Be brief and to the point, and we'll get you into the show. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And uh, you know what? Um, What's you, that? You, you don't have... 
Wow, I just kind of stuttered there. <laughs> you don't have shows on Wednesdays, do you? I do not. It's always... Okay, so I'm thinking, and I, I've said this before and I forgot last time. I'll be in the chat room on Wednesday. I'll be in two hey, oh, chat rooms. Oh, wait, 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 wait a second. App- so here's the thing. You here's weren't the thing. there I the last go- time. I was. I know. Here's the thing. I normally go in the chat room with, with a bunch of... Uh, old Apple uh, Apple employees. I mean, we have kind of like kind of like the 72 Dolphins, you know, the undefeated. They all get together when like the last undefeated team gets beat. All of us old uh, Apple retail shop guys, we call ourselves the yours team. Uh, we all get together and uh, talk about what's going on and, and, and cut each other and rip each other up and cuss and smoke and drink. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we have a good old time. So I'll be in both chat rooms. 16 um, seconds. This time. Okay. So I'll see you Wednesday. <laughs> see you Wednesday. GSPN.tv slash live. Chris says he'll be there. Until then, God bless you. What? Join the community. We're going to have five seconds. Dude. Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.